Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is June the 14th, and our chapter for today is the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. Listen, O coastlands, to me. Listen, listen, pay close attention. God has something to say. God has something to say to me. God has something to say. That is a song we used to teach to the children at children's camp. Listen, listen, pay close attention. This is what the prophet Isaiah says. When you go back to chapter 40 and you come through all the way through the rest of the book, you're going to find God saying over and over again to Israel, listen to me, listen to me. I have something to say. And chapter 49 is a call to look to the Messiah, the one who would come representing the nation of Israel and not just to the nation of Israel, but also the word from Israel would go out around the world and be a light to the Gentiles. This is what this passage is saying. This is a messianic passage dealing with the coming of Yeshua, salvation of Messiah. And so the words are personal from the Messiah. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One. This is verse 7. To him who man despises, to him who the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and he has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages, that you may say to the prisoners, go forth, and to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads, and their pastors shall be on all desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them. For he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water, he will guide them. God says, I will make each of my mountains a road, and my highways shall be elevated. Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinem. Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out into singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people, and he will have mercy on the afflicted. Now, all of this is language of God making recognition that Messiah is coming. Israel as a nation is not the Messiah, but one will come out of that nation. Now, if you listen to rabbinical teachers and those who came about after the crucifixion of Jesus from A.D. 30 onward, you're going to hear a whole lot about Israel as a nation being the Messiah. 
Israel as a nation is not the Messiah. Is God going to use the nation to be a light to the Gentiles? Of course. Is God going to use them to be a blessing to the nations? Of course. We are witnessing that in the day in which we're presently living. In this century, in the century past since they became a modern nation again in 1948. But what I'm telling you is the Bible clearly teaches that the nation of Israel is not the salvation of mankind. But one will come forth from that nation who will be the Savior, the Redeemer of all men everywhere who turn to him and come to him. Now listen, just because you are a Jew, you're not going to heaven. Just because you are a Gentile, you're not going to be kept from heaven. Today is the day of salvation. This is not only stated here, but it's stated anywhere and everywhere throughout the scriptures. In other words, whosoever will may come. You say, well, now, how does that square with election? I don't have to square it with election. All I have to tell you is that whoever wants to can be saved. And if you don't want to, then you can never be saved. You're never going to want to unless the Spirit of God draws you. What I'm saying to you is this. You and I don't need to get caught up in all of the debate about whether someone is going to be saved, whether they can be saved, and God knows who's going to be saved. How does he do all of the things that he does? Listen, that is way above your pay grade and mine and any man who's ever lived. And if somebody says they got it all figured out and that they have all of this knowledge, I want to tell you they are arrogant, they are proud, they know nothing. Because as God is high above the heavens, so are his ways. His ways are not our ways, and he is transcendent above us. He made us, and we cannot figure out the mind of God. But I can tell you this much. The Bible says over and over and over and over again, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you want to be saved, you can be. And if you stand before God, you're going to stand without excuse. The nation of Israel is not the Savior. Jesus from the nation of Israel is the Savior. And there is only one way for Jews to be saved. There's only one way for Gentiles to be saved. You say, well, I don't agree with that. Doesn't change one thing. Well, I don't think that's fair. Doesn't change one thing. Well, I don't understand it. Does not change one thing. Well, I don't believe it. Doesn't change one thing. You see, God's word is forever settled in the heavens, and you and I don't get a vote on a lot of things because God has raised up Israel. He supernaturally created them. He created the nation, and all of this was part of his plan to get a Savior to us because we desperately need a Savior. You see, you and I cannot work our way to heaven. There's no law ever given to get us to heaven. There's no way that our sins can be forgiven unless God himself ordains and makes a way for us to be saved and forgiven, and he has. And that's through the sacrifice of his own dear son. Has God used Israel? Of course. And many people think that because the Jews as a nation 
did not receive the Messiah, Jesus, that God has cast them off. The Apostle Paul says, has God cast his people off? The King James Version antiquated says, God forbid. The word is, may it never be, because it's not going to be. And this is what Isaiah picks up on in chapter 49. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. And here is God's answer, not only to the Jew, but to the Gentile and those supersessionists and those who believe in replacement theology that God is finished with the Jews, that because of what they did as a nation with their leadership, that God has turned his back on the Jews. May that never be. That can never be. You say, well, how do you know? Well, what does verse 15 say in chapter 49? God said, this is God speaking. When he talks about Israel as a nation, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? You see, Israel is the special child of Almighty God. He brought them into existence. Surely they may forget. In other words, there may come a time when a woman doesn't want to have anything to do with her child. There may be a time when a woman even kills her baby or forsakes her child or runs off and leaves her child and forsakes her child. There may be a time for that, but look what verse 15 says. Surely they may forget Yet, God says, I will not forget you. Who's you? It is Israel. Verse 16, see, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. The word inscribe is the same word that is used to carve out a tomb, to carve it out of solid rock, to chisel it out. You see, God says, I've chiseled you into I've carved your name into my very hand, and I will look at my hand, and I will never forget you. I have inscribed you. I've carved you. I have put you in the palm, in the flat place. That's what the word is, in the flat place of my hand. Your walls are continually before me. Your sons shall make haste. Your destroyers and those who laid you waste shall go away from you. Lift up your eyes and look around and see. All these gather together and come to you as I live, says the Lord. You shall surely clothe yourselves as an ornament and bind them as a bride does. That is, you're going to remember me. You're going to look to me for your waste and desolate places in the land of your destruction will even now be too small for your inhabitants. And those who swallowed you up will be far away from you. The children you will have after you have lost others will say again in your ears, this place is too small for me. Give me a place where I will dwell. Then you will say in your heart, who has begotten these for me? Since I have lost my children, I am desolate and captive and wandering to and fro. Who has brought these up? And the scripture says, there I was left alone. But these 
Where are they? Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will lift my hand up as an oath to the nations. I will set up my standards for the people. Listen to this. The nations, God says, that have come against you, the nations where you've been scattered, the nations, and he's talking about where Jews have been scattered all over the earth. And in 1880, they began to migrate back with a migration that had never been seen in 2,000 years. Jews started coming to the land of Israel to live and to build and to work, not to come and die as they did to be buried for 2,000 years. And so he says that, behold, I will lift up my hand in oath to the nations and set up my standard for the people. And they shall bring your sons in their arms and your daughters. They shall be carried on their shoulders. Kings shall be your foster fathers and their queens, your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. In other words, what God is saying is kings and queens are going to come and they're going to sit at your feet and they're going to come to you as the nation of Israel. They're going to bring back your sons and daughters that have been scattered in exile. And we have seen the ingathering of Israel. I have talked with Jewish people over the last 45 to 47 years. I have interviewed many of them, many of my friends from all over the earth. I have said to them, why have you come back to Israel? Why have you made Aliyah? And I have had many of them give me specific reasons related to family, related to the freedom to be a Jewish person in a Jewish nation. But I've had at least 70% of those that I've ever asked that have come from all over the earth. I have said, why did you come? And they will say something to this effect to me. I just began to have a longing and a yearning in my heart to come home. It was almost like a homing instinct that began to pound in my breast and bring me back home. It's as though that I have been brought back on wings of eagles. God has spoken to my heart and said, you must go home. And I have made a Leah. I have gone up to the promised land. I have gone up to Jerusalem. I have now come home. This is the promise of Isaiah 49. God says, I will bring the captives from far away. I will bring them home. And those who have been persecuted, I will bring them home. And I will never forget Israel. Yes, a nursing mother may forget her child, but I will never forget you because I love you with an everlasting love. God will be faithful to his promises he made to Israel. God will be faithful to the promises he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God will be faithful to the promises he has made to those who are followers of Jesus. And the Bible says that those who love Israel, those who love Jerusalem, those who stand and will defend them, those will be the ones that will have the blessing of God upon their lives as they walk in obedience to the Lord Jesus, the Savior 
of the world. Whosoever will may come. The Spirit and the bride say come. That's in the last chapter of the Bible. The Spirit and the bride say come. And whosoever will may come. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't need to doubt your salvation and the love of God toward you. If you are out there, no matter where you are, people in 70 nations listen to this podcast. Now over 70. It went to 71 last week. And it's growing. Listen to me, wherever you are, God loves you with an everlasting love. And if you will turn to him with all of your heart, God will save you. If you have a desire to be saved, call upon the name of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the acceptable day. Wherever you are, if you're in Afghanistan, if you're in Singapore, if you are in the Netherlands, if you are in any nation of the earth and you want to be saved, you can be. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. He will save you. Turn from your own effort to please him as a way to heaven and trust in the finished work of Jesus. When he died on the cross in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, he bore your sin. He paid the penalty for your sin. He died in your place as a substitute. And God declared his sacrifice acceptable when he raised him from the dead and he's alive forevermore and he's coming back for his own. Look up, your redemption draws near. Trust in Jesus. He is the only way of salvation. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.